Today is the 3rd of October 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. You may well hear that I'm still a bit croaky, so I'd appreciate your prayers as we get through the end of this, please. If you're joining us for the first time, let me say welcome and thank you. And let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture and music. It's easy, it's simple. Just follow along. We begin each episode with an opening prayer, so let's pray, shall we? Hosanna to the King of Glory. We sing of all your praises and we glorify your name. We gather in your presence and bow before you, Lord. So we have come to refresh our souls with you. And you have promised that all who call upon your name will be saved. Your children call upon you to save us from sin, hardship and poverty. Guide us. Guide us to you in each step that we take in our life's journeys, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, we read about King Hezekiah, and we continue with Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. We'll see you on the other side.
Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning. Father, open our hearts and minds as we read your word today. Help us to see the mysteries and truths that are hidden within its pages, that we may discover a clarity of understanding within your word that was hidden from us previously. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And our Bible readings this week are taken from the God's Word translation. We begin with 2 Kings 18. King Hoshea, son of Elah, had been king in Israel for three years when King Hezekiah, son of Ahaz of Judah, began to rule as king. Hezekiah was 25 years old when he began to rule, and he ruled for 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother was Abby, daughter of Zechariah. He did what the Lord considered right, as his ancestor David had done. He got rid of the illegal places of worship, crushed the sacred stones, and cut down the poles dedicated to the goddess Asherah. He even crushed the bronze snake that Moses had made, because up to that time the Israelites had been burning incense to it. They called it Nehushtan. Hezekiah trusted the Lord God of Israel. No king among the kings of Judah was like Hezekiah. He was loyal to the Lord and never turned away from him. He obeyed the commands that the Lord had given through Moses, so the Lord was with him. He succeeded in everything he did. He rebelled against the king of Assyria and wouldn't serve him anymore. He conquered the Philistines, from the smallest watchtower to the largest fortified city, all the way to Gaza and its territory. In Hezekiah's fourth year as king, which was the seventh year in the reign of King Hushir, son of Elah of Israel, King Shalmaneser of Assyria attacked Samaria, blockaded it and captured it at the end of three years. Samaria was taken in Hezekiah's sixth year as king, which was Hushir's ninth year as king of Israel. The king of Assyria took the Israelites to Assyria as captives. He put them in Hala, along the Habor River at Gozan, and in the city of the Medes. This happened because they refused to obey the Lord their God, and disregarded the conditions of the promise he made to them. They refused to obey everything that Moses the Lord's servant had commanded. In Hezekiah's fourteenth year as king, King Sennacherib of Assyria attacked all the fortified cities of Judah and captured them. Then King Hezekiah of Judah sent this message to the king of Assyria at Lachish, I have done wrong. Go away and leave me alone. I will pay whatever penalty you give me. So the king of Assyria demanded that King Hezekiah of Judah pay 22,500 pounds of silver and 2,250 pounds of gold. Hezekiah gave him all the silver that could be found in the Lord's temple and in the royal palace treasury. At that time, Hezekiah stripped the gold off the doors and the doorposts of the Lord's temple. Earlier, Hezekiah had covered them with gold. He gave the gold to the king of Assyria. Then the king of Assyria sent his commander-in-chief, his quartermaster, and his field commander with a large army from Lachish to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem. They came there and stood at the channel for the upper pool on the road to the laundryman's field. When they called for King Hezekiah, Eliakim, who was in charge of the palace and was the son of Hilkiah, Shebna the scribe, and Joah, who was the royal historian, and the son of Asaph, went out to the field commander. The field commander said to them, Tell Hezekiah, This is what the great king, the king of Assyria, says. What makes you so confident? You give useless advice about getting ready for war. Whom then do you trust in support of your rebellion against me? Now look, 
When you trust Egypt, you are trusting a broken stick for a staff. If you lean on it, it stabs your hand and goes through it. This is what Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is like for everyone who trusts him. Suppose you tell me, we're trusting the Lord our God. He's the God whose places of worship and altars Hezekiah got rid of. He told Judah and Jerusalem, worship at this altar in Jerusalem. Now, make a deal with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you 2,000 horses if you can put riders on them. How can you defeat my master's lowest-ranking officers when you trust Egypt for chariots and horses? Have I come to destroy this place without the Lord by my side? The Lord said to me, Attack this country and destroy it. Then Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, Shebna and Joah said to the field commander, Speak to us in Aramaic, since we understand it. Don't speak to us in the Judean language as long as there are people on the wall listening. But the field commander asked him, Did my master send me to tell these things only to you and your master? Didn't he send me to the men sitting on the wall who will have to eat their own excrement and drink their own urine with you? Then the field commander stood and shouted loudly in the Judean language, Listen to the great king, the king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Don't let Hezekiah deceive you. He can't rescue you from me. Don't let Hezekiah get you to trust the Lord by saying, The Lord will certainly rescue us, and the city will not be put under the control of the king of Assyria. Don't listen to Hezekiah, because this is what the king of Assyria says. Make peace with me. Come out and give yourselves up to me. Everyone will eat from his own grapevine and fig tree and drink from his own cistern. Then I will come and take you away to a country like your own. It's a country with grain and new wine, a country with bread and vineyards, a country with olive trees, olive oil and honey. Live, don't die. Don't listen to Hezekiah when he tries to mislead you by saying to you, The Lord will rescue us. Did any of the gods of the nations rescue their countries from the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Sepharvaim, Hena and Eva? Did they rescue Samaria from my control? Did the gods of these countries rescue them from my control? Could the Lord then rescue Jerusalem from my control? But the people were silent and didn't say anything to him because the king commanded them not to answer him. Then Eliakim, who was in charge of the palace and was the son of Hilkiah, Shebna the scribe and Joah, who was the royal historian and the son of Asaph, went to Hezekiah with their clothes torn in grief. They told him the message from the field commander. When King Hezekiah heard the message, he tore his clothes in grief, covered himself with sackcloth and went into the Lord's temple. Then he sent Eliakim, who was in charge of the palace, Shebna the scribe and the leaders of the priests clothed in sackcloth to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. They said to him, This is what Hezekiah says. Today is a day filled with misery, punishment and disgrace. We are like a woman who is about to give birth but doesn't have the strength to do it. The Lord your God may have heard all the words of the field commander. His master, the king of Assyria, sent him to defy the living God. The Lord your God may punish him because of the message that the Lord your God heard. Pray for the few people who are left. So King Hezekiah's men went to Isaiah. Isaiah said to him, Say this to your master. This is what the Lord says. Don't be afraid of the message you heard from the Assyrian king's assistant slandering me.
I'm going to put a spirit in him so that he will hear a rumor and return to his own country. I'll have him assassinated in his own country. The field commander returned and found the king of Syria fighting against Libna. He had heard that the king left Lachish. Now Sennacherib heard that King Turkar of Sudan was coming to fight him. Sennacherib sent a message to Hezekiah saying, Tell King Hezekiah of Judah, Don't let the God whom you trust deceive you by saying that Jerusalem will not be put under the control of the king of Assyria. You have heard what the kings of Assyria did to all countries, how they totally destroyed them. Will you be rescued? Did the God of my nations which my ancestors destroyed rescue Gozon, Haran, Rezev, and the people of Eden who were in Talisar? Where is the king of Hamath, the king of Arpad, and the king of the cities of Sephavaim, Hena, and Iva? Hezekiah took the letters from the messengers, read them, and went to the Lord's temple. He spread them out in front of the Lord and prayed to the Lord, Lord of armies, God of Israel, you are enthroned over the angels. You alone are God of all the kingdoms of the world. You have made heaven and earth. Turn your ear towards me, Lord, and listen. Open your eyes, Lord, and see. Listen to the message that Sennacherib has sent to defy the living God. It is true, Lord, that the kings of Assyria have leveled nations. They have thrown the gods from these countries into fires because these gods aren't real gods. They are only wooden and stone statues made by human hands. So the Assyrians have destroyed them. Now, Lord our God, rescue us from Assyria's control, so that all the kingdoms on earth will know that you alone are the Lord God. Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent a message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord God of Israel says. You prayed to me about King Sennacherib of Assyria. I have heard you. This is the message that the Lord speaks to him. My dear people in Zion despise you and laugh at you. My people in Jerusalem shake their heads behind your back. Whom are you defying and slandering? Against whom are you shouting? Who are you looking at so arrogantly? It is the Holy One of Israel. Through your servants you defy the Lord and say, With my many chariots I'll ride up the high mountains, up the slopes of Lebanon. I'll cut down its tallest cedars and its finest cypresses. I'll come to its most distant borders and its most fertile forests. I'll dig wells and drink foreign water. I'll dry up all the streams of Egypt with the trampling of my feet. Haven't you heard? I did this long ago. I planned it in the distant past. So now I will make it happen that you will turn fortified cities into piles of rubble. Those who live in these cities are weak, discouraged and ashamed. They will be like plants in the fields, like fresh green grass on the roofs, scorched before it sprouted. I know when you get up and sit down, when you go out and come in, and how you rage against me. Since you rage against me and your boasting has reached my ears, I will put my hook in your nose and my bridle in your mouth. I will make you go back the way you came. And this will be a sign for you, Hezekiah. You will eat what grows by itself this year and next year. But in the third year you will plant and harvest, plant vineyards and eat what is produced. Those few people from the nation of Judah who escape will again take root and produce crops. Those few people will go out from Jerusalem, and those who escape will go out of Mount Zion. The Lord is determined to do this. 
This is what the Lord says of the king of Assyria. He will never come into the city, shoot an arrow here, hold a shield in front of it, or put up dirt ramps to attack it. He will go back the way he came, and he won't come into the city, declares the Lord of armies. I will shield the city to rescue it for my sake, and for the sake of my servant David. It happened that night. The Lord's angel went out and killed 185,000 soldiers in the Assyrian camp. When the Judeans got up in the morning, they saw all the corpses. Then King Sennacherib of Assyria left. He went home to Nineveh and stayed there. While he was worshipping in the temple of his god Nishrok, Adramelech and Sherazar assassinated him and escaped to the land of Ararat. His son Esarhaddon succeeded him as king. 2 Chronicles 32 After everything Hezekiah had done so faithfully, King Sennacherib of Assyria came to invade Judah. He set up camp to attack the fortified cities. He intended to conquer them himself. When Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come to wage war against Jerusalem, he, his officers, and his military staff made plans to stop the water from flowing out of the springs outside of the city. They helped him do it. A large crowd gathered as they stopped all the springs and the brook that flowed through the land. They said, Why should the kings of Assyria find plenty of water? Hezekiah worked hard. He rebuilt all the broken sections of the wall, made the towers taller, built another wall outside the city wall, strengthened the Milo in the city of David, and made plenty of weapons and shields. He appointed military commanders over the troops and gathered the commanders in the square by the city gate. He spoke these words of encouragement. Be strong and courageous. Don't be frightened or terrified by the king of Assyria or the crowd with him. Someone greater is on our side. The king of Assyria has human power on his side, but the Lord our God is on our side to help us and fight our battles. So the people were encouraged by what King Hezekiah of Judah said. After this, while King Sennacherib of Assyria and all his royal forces were attacking Lachish, he sent his officers to King Hezekiah of Judah and to all the people of Judah who were in Jerusalem to say, This is what King Sennacherib of Assyria says. Why are you so confident as you live in Jerusalem while it is blockaded? Isn't Hezekiah misleading you and abandoning you to die from hunger and thirst when he says, The Lord our God will rescue us from the king of Assyria? Isn't this the same Hezekiah who got rid of the Lord's places of worship and altars and told Judah and Jerusalem, Worship and sacrifice at one altar? Don't you know what I and my predecessors have done to the people of all other countries? Were any of the gods of these other countries ever able to rescue their countries from me? Were the gods of these nations able to rescue their people from my control? My predecessors claimed and destroyed these nations. Is your God able to rescue you from my control? Don't let Hezekiah deceive you or dissuade you like this. Don't believe him. No god of any nation or kingdom could save his people from me or my ancestors. Certainly your god will not rescue you from me. Sennacherib's officers said more against the Lord God and his servant Hezekiah. Sennacherib wrote letters cursing the Lord God of Israel. These letters said, As the gods of the nations in other countries couldn't rescue their people from me, Hezekiah's god can't rescue his people from me. Sennacherib's officers shouted loudly in the Judean language, to the troops who were on the wall of Jerusalem. 
they tried to frighten and terrify the troops so that they could capture the city. They spoke about the God of Jerusalem as if he were one of the gods made by human hands and worshipped by the people in other countries. Then King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah son of Amos prayed about this and called to heaven. The Lord sent an angel who exterminated all the soldiers, officials, and commanders in the Assyrian king's camp. Humiliated, Sennacherib returned to his own country. When he went into the temple of his god, some of his own sons killed him with a sword. So the Lord saved Hezekiah and the people living in Jerusalem from King Sennacherib of Assyria and from everyone else. The Lord gave them peace with all their neighbors. Many people still went to Jerusalem to bring gifts to the Lord and expensive presents to King Hezekiah of Judah. From then on, he was considered important by all the nations. In those days, Hezekiah became sick and was about to die. He prayed to the Lord who answered him and gave him a miraculous sign. But Hezekiah was conceited, so he didn't repay the Lord for his kindness. The Lord became angry with him, with Judah and with Jerusalem. Hezekiah and the people living in Jerusalem humbled themselves when they realized they had become conceited. So the Lord didn't vent his anger on them during Hezekiah's time. Hezekiah became richer and was highly honored. He prepared storerooms for himself to hold silver, gold, precious stones, spices, shields, and all kinds of valuables. He made sheds to store his harvests of grain, new wine, and fresh olive oil. And he made barns for all his cattle and stalls for his flocks. He made cities for himself because he had many sheep and cattle. God had given him a lot of property. Hezekiah was the one who stopped the water from flowing from the upper outlet at Gion. He channeled the water directly underground to the west side of the city of David. Hezekiah succeeded in everything he did. When the leaders of Babylon sent ambassadors to ask him about the miraculous sign that had happened in the land, God left him. God did this to test him, to find out everything that was in Hezekiah's heart. Everything else about Hezekiah, including his devotion to God, is written in the vision of the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, and in the records of the king of Judah and Israel. Hezekiah laid down in death with his ancestors. He was buried in the upper tombs of David's descendants. When Hezekiah died, all of Judah and the people of Jerusalem honored him. His son Manasseh succeeded him as king. 2 Corinthians 4 we don't become discouraged, since God has given us this ministry through His mercy. Instead, we have refused to use secret and shameful ways. We don't use tricks. We don't distort God's word. As God watches, we clearly reveal the truth to everyone. This is our letter of recommendation. So if the good news that we tell others is covered with a veil, it is hidden from those who are dying. The God of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. As a result, they don't see the light of the good news about Christ's glory. It is Christ who is God's image. Our message is not about ourselves. It is about Jesus Christ as the Lord. We are your servants for His sake. We are His servants because the same God who said that light should shine out of darkness has given us light. For that reason, we bring the light of the knowledge of God's glory which shines from Christ's face. Our bodies are made of clay, yet we have the treasure of good news in them. This shows that the superior power of this treasure belongs to God and doesn't come from us.
In every way we're troubled, but we aren't crushed by our troubles. We're frustrated, but we don't give up. We're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We're captured, but we're not killed. We always carry around the death of Jesus in our body, so that the life of Jesus is always shown in our bodies. While we were alive, we are constantly handed over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus is also shown in our mortal nature. Death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. The following is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We have that same spirit of faith. We also believe, therefore we also speak. We know that the one who brought the Lord Jesus back to life will also bring us back to life through Jesus. He will present us to God together with you. All this for your sake, so that as God's kindness overflows in the lives of many people, it will produce even more thanksgiving to the glory of God. This is why we are not discouraged. Though outwardly we are wearing out, inwardly we are renewed day by day. Our suffering is light and temporary, and is producing for us an eternal glory that is greater than anything we can imagine. We don't look for things that can be seen, but for things that can't be seen. Things that can be seen are only temporary, but things that can't be seen last forever. Psalm 71 I have taken refuge in you, O Lord. Never let me be put to shame. Rescue me and free me because of your righteousness. Turn your ear towards me and save me. Be a rock on which I may live, a place where I may always go. You gave the order to save me. Indeed, you are my rock and my fortress. My God, free me from the hands of the wicked person, from the grasp of one who is cruel and unjust. You are my hope, Almighty God. You have been my confidence ever since I was young. I depended on you before I was born. You took me from my mother's womb. My songs of praise constantly speak about you. I have become an example to many people, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise, with your glory all day long. Do not reject me when I am old, or abandon me when I lose my strength. My enemies talk about me. They watch me as they plot to take my life. They say God has abandoned him. Pursue him and grab him because there is no one to rescue him. O oh God, do not be so distant from me. O oh my God, come quickly and help me. Let those who accuse me come to a shameful end. Let those who want my downfall be covered with disgrace and humiliation. But I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteousness about your salvation all day long. Even then it is more than I can understand. I will come with the mighty deeds of the Almighty Lord. I will praise your righteousness, yours alone. O oh God, you have taught me ever since I was young, and I still talk about the miracles you have done. Even when I am old and grey, do not abandon me, O oh Lord. Let me live to tell the people of this age what your strength has accomplished to tell about your power to all who will come. Your righteousness reaches to the heavens, O God. You have done great things. O God, who is like you? You have made me endure many horrible troubles. You restore me to life again. You bring me back from the depths of the earth. You comfort me and make me greater than ever. 
Because of your faithfulness, O my God, even I will give thanks to you as I play on the lyre. I will make music with a harp to praise you, O Holy One of Israel. My lips will sing with joy when I make music to praise you. My soul, which you have rescued, also will sing joyfully. My tongue will tell about your righteousness all day long, because those who wanted my downfall have been disgraced and put to shame. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And after the music, we'll say our prayers for the day and the time of the year. Before we say our prayers today, just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray with you, then drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email. Check the show notes for contact details. Let's pray, shall we? Lord, our God, give us your spirit, we ask you, that we may find your paths on earth and live in the hope and certainty that everything is in your hands, even when we see much that is unjust and evil. May we remain under your protection living by your commandments and in your spirit. For your spirit witnesses to the truth and longs to change and lift up our lives. Your spirit longs to reach all people who have felt your touch, longs that they may come to you and have life. Amen. And we continue with prayers written by John Birch. Creator God, we glimpse your beauty in setting sun, mountaintop, eagle's wing. We sense your power in thunder crash, lightning flash and ocean's roar. Creator God, we praise you. Precious Jesus, we see your love stretched out upon a cruel cross. We stand in awe of your sacrifice, pure love poured out for humankind. 
Precious Jesus, we praise you. Holy Spirit, we see your power in lives transformed, hearts on fire. We listen for your still small voice, comforting, guiding, calling. Holy Spirit, we praise you. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.